Okay, guys, talking about the confusion of a third party situation. Welcome, welcome. Um, go ahead and check the description box below, uh, especially after I set up this live stream later. Uploading it later, the link to this presentation that I'm going to be sharing with you guys will be there. Okay. All right, let's go. All right, share screen. <clears throat> okay, guys, let's hang on there for a second. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about energy harvesting, but really talking about how narcissists like to tap into energy field of others, therefore causing more confusion in a third-party situation. Narcissists often don't like to have just one third-party situation, right? They usually like to have an entire network. All right, so energy harvesting in a third-party situation. Uh, very often, narcissists will uh, cause confusion, right? And this also can tie right into how some people may question their reality. They may question their sanity. They may question the relationship or the validity of the relationship, okay? Or if it's even authentic at all. Narcissists often like to cause confusion, therefore causing drama. Okay, so examples of energy harvesting are third-party situations or relationships. Okay, triangulation, new supply versus old supply conflict, Hoover, flying monkeys and enablers, psychic attacks and mind games, a misuse of neuro-linguistic programming. Okay, let me just check something for a second, guys. I just want to make sure. Let's go back here. All right. <clears throat> I hope you guys can hear me. Let's see, my mic is on. All right. Great. Just want to check. Very quickly, because I had some issues earlier. Didn't realize I didn't have my mic on. <laughs> sure, audio. Okay, there we go. Show window. All right. Share. Share. Okay, I hope you guys can see and or hear me. All right, let me just check my chat for a second. Put a one in the chat if you can hear or if you can see for number two. Put two if you can see.
Where's my, um, wait a minute, council. Okay, guys, in the chat, if you don't mind, just put, in, put two if you can see and one if you can hear me. Because I attempted to share earlier and didn't realize that you guys could not hear me. If you can hear me, put a chat, put it in a chat, put one, if you can hear a two, if you can see, or just put here or see. Otherwise I'm just going to go ahead and continue. Okay. So examples of energy harvesting, third party situations. Okay. Uh, or relationships, triangulation, new supply versus old supply, hoovering, flying monkeys, and enablers, psychic attacks, and mind games, a misuse of neuro-linguistic programming. Okay, very often what happens here is when the narcissist is using, right, neuro-linguistic programming, this is often when they just play the mind games, right? They start playing mind games and neuro-linguistic programming can actually be used for good, but narcissists often use it for bad. Okay. So when narcissists start to play with the mind, very often what happens is that people start to question their reality. Oh, pardon me. They question their reality. They start to question what's going on in the relationship. Why? Because they're confused about everything that the narcissist is doing. Okay. So when they start to question their reality and when they start to question the relationship, this can often have a person emotionally stressed. Okay. So the narcissist often likes this. Why? Because they get more supply. You ever notice how a narcissist will sit back and watch, especially if you are depressed, if you're angry, if you're really going through it, the narcissist likes that because they're tapping into the energy field and they're feeding off of that. Okay. So very often when they start to use the neuro linguistic programming there, that's just another way of saying that they're playing with the mind. So psychic attacks in mind games, I touched on the mind games, but psychic attacks, narcissists are often doing and or saying things perhaps that will trigger the other person that they're trying to get the source supply from. So what does, what does this mean? Narcissists, they pull things to stay in the, the center of a person's mind. Okay. They don't care about being in the center of the heart. They want to be in the center of the mind. So when narcissists often pull shenanigans, that person, they may have nightmares. They may be having flashbacks. Perhaps they are out one day and they see the narcissist somewhere right? They may become triggered. So psychic attacks play into that. Okay. So narcissists, they often will say and or do things that may cause triggering in someone else. Okay. Or at least influence it. Now flying monkeys and enablers, narcissists, they will sometimes recruit others to play the dysfunctional role of a flying monkey. Okay, so very often they like to go to enablers. These are the people that often encourage the narcissist to continue to pull shenanigans 
or to behave the way that they do. So narcissists, when they try to hoover you back in, don't be surprised that they may recruit people to play the role or the dysfunctional role of flying monkey. So new supply versus old supply, conflict. Narcissists often like to pit people against each other. So what does that look like? The narcissist may tell the new supply that they're sick and tired of the old supply, right? The old supply at the same time may be questioning the validity of the relationship or the authenticity of the relationship or what's actually, or is there a relationship at all, right? Or if it is, why does the narcissist treat them so badly? So they may start to feel and think some kind of way. And the narcissist, of course, they, they're loving this because they want to sit back and bask in the, uh, uh, the drama of two people or more fighting over him or her. Again, we're talking about how confusing it can be, especially when the narcissist is setting up a third party situation and they love to be right in the middle of it all, just pulling everybody's energy right? Just pulling or tugging. See, they can't take the energy body, but what they can do is they can draw from the energy body. So triangulation, again, you know, that's third party situation. Some people, they may overlook how narcissists, when they have third party situations, that they can pull from the energy of not only the people around him or her, but another reason why it's a third party situation is because they have sources, say, that come in the form of people, places, and things. Source number one may be at home, right? The narcissist is pulling shenanigans. They're getting source supply from home. So what else makes the triangulation happen or the third-party situation happen? It's when they're on the job. Say the narcissist is a supervisor. They have access to those who are employers, or employees, pardon me, employees. So they may be mistreating all of them. But at the same time, let's just say they have a nice big fat paycheck. So the narcissist is sitting there, you know, they're treating all the employees some kind of way, you know, they're treating them like crap, but they're getting paid, right? So that's another form of a triangulation because they're getting paid and they have access to source supply, whereas they're treating other people badly. What's another source of the triangulation? Well, another example of the triangulation can be that they have a romantic situation on the side. Say they are married and they have somebody on the side, or they can be in a cohabitation situation and they have somebody else. They have all these people that they're entertaining, right? But that's, those are three sources of triangulation or third-party situations where the narcissist, they're pulling from various sources, okay? And all of this is energy harvesting, by the way, because they're tap- the narcissist is tapping into the energy of everything, right? So they're, like, think of, a har- again, harvesting. They plant seeds and they harvest later. What is the narcissist planting? Confusion. They're pulling shenanigans. They're saying this. They're saying that. They're making promises they're not keeping. The narcissist's word isn't bond. It isn't a sure thing. So everyone is all upset, but the narcissist is right in the middle, 
pulling everything to him or her. And they're basking in all of the drama. The narcissist rarely looks for, or they rarely foresee the consequences that's ahead due to their pulling shenanigans, due to their what? Energy, energy harvesting, right? So when a person, say for instance, a person may question the narcissist. They may ask them, well, why are you doing this, right? But the narcissist will often use that as an opportunity to tell more lies. Covert narcissists often don't want certain types of attention. Whereas a overt, a narcissist who's overt, they may become a little bit sloppy about what they do and they may end up getting caught in the third party situation. See, some people don't realize that the narcissist sometimes set things up to get caught in a third party situation. And one may wonder why is that? Well, that's because the narcissist gets more supply. If a narcissist is caught in a third party situation, they can get so supply because emotions are energy emotion. So when people become angry, upset, they're pissed off, the narcissist will sit back and watch all of that and bask in it. So that's a situation where they want to get caught. So they won't confess with their mouth, right? That they're in a third party situation, right? They will often set scenarios up in the third party, the third party situation, whereas they will perhaps get caught and therefore they can get more source supply. Why? Because they are tapping into the energy fields of everyone who is emotionally involved. So when they become pissed off because they caught the narcissist and yet another lie, the narcissist is obtaining more source supply from that. Narcissists don't want to run out of source supply ever. So they keep it on and going. Okay. So say for instance, the narcissist loses a person in the third party situation. Now, of course, they're not going to want to lose the person who's supplying them more than the other. Okay. So they don't want to lose the, the, the main, the big, the big fish. Right. But let's just say they, they lose the big fish, right? The narcissist at that time may, you know, they're, they're going to become upset. They may even claim narcissistic injury at that time and go into the rages or use rage as a tactic to get people back in line and believe it or not to even Hoover that person that they're losing back in. Some people don't realize that a narcissist will use rage to try to Hoover somebody back in. You may think that, or, or somebody may think that, you know, they're going to be sweet as pie to try to Hoover somebody back in. No, that's not always the case. Sometimes narcissists will go the other way or the other route. Or they will use, they will do the opposite. They will use rage instead of love or sweet and kindness, you know, or being nice to get somebody to come back in. Okay. So narcissistic personality, you know, they might get into a competition or conflict with another narcissist over people that they wish to obtain source supply from. Narcissists don't like to share source supply. Any threat of hogging or using energy of those targeted is not tolerated. Okay. Very often the root cause of narcissists engaging or starting a third party situation is covert narcissism. It's often their darkest secret. But, you know, I mentioned before, 
how a covert narcissist versus a narcissist who's overt, right? There's certain attention they don't want. But when it comes down to being found out, sometimes a narcissist doesn't mind being found out. But if they lose the person that, that they get the most supply from, they may go you know, into orbit, right? They may really show signs of being um, very angry. They may take things out on other people, right? They may even try to emotionally blackmail that person who's out of the relation, out of the third party situation now, they may try to get them back in that way. They may pit one against the other. They may make one jealous of the other, but everybody is bargaining for the narcissist's affections. See, the narcissist likes it that way. So in the third party situation, very often we see this, but the root of the third party situation is, old, is, is covert narcissism. That is the root of the third party situation. Why is that? Because the narcissist likes to move in silence. They think they're moving in silence only until they're found out. And if that's only if they don't want to be found out, sometimes the narcissist wants to be found out, but they won't confess it verbally. They'll set the situation up whereas they're found out. Okay. So, but when it comes down to a covert narcissist, very often, See, they don't, they don't want certain um, attention. A person who is a little bit sloppy, a narcissist who's a little bit sloppy with theirs, they, they don't mind. They may even, for instance, they may recruit someone to play flying monkey, right? But they may be sloppy about it. What does that look like? They may go out on a, a, to, to drink with that person who's a flying monkey. They may start talking. Okay. And the narcissist is a little bit sloppy. So they may slip. Okay. This, the mask may slip. They may say something that they didn't mean to say to the flying monkey. And the flying monkey may use it later, especially after the narcissist will discard of him or her, which eventually that's going to happen. As soon as that person is hoovered back in and there's a third party situation again, the narcissist at that time may discard of the flying monkey only if they have more source supply. So sometimes a narcissist doesn't mind losing somebody as long as they're not the one who is the primary source supplier or the source supply that gives the most is right. Very often though, the root of a third party situation is covert narcissism. Because a narcissist is emotionally blackmailing others to keep their secret. It's almost like people can't afford to leave the third party situation. If they do, they're going to end up paying the cost. And this is the scenario the narcissist often likes to set up. This also can cause confusion, especially for those who are on the outside looking in. Okay, so the narcissist loves to set this up. Okay, so very often the covert narcissist thinks they're moving in silence until they're no longer moving in silence. All right, the root of the third party situation, narcissistic personality often thrive on energy harvesting because it allows him or her to dodge experiencing the full extent of consequences from their choices to obtain source supply at the expense of others without regard or remorse. 
Third-party situations provide narcissistic personality a covenant or escape for breaking sacred connections, such as relationships promising trust, right, loyalty, or commitment. It's perhaps a covert narcissist's darkest of many secrets. And a lot of us who have been in narcissist relationships, we already know that narcissists often have a lot of dirty and dark secrets. Okay. And they often, sometimes they don't mind people finding out again, if it leads to them getting source supply, the narcissist sometimes will set things up in a third party situation. Whereas the person will even find out a particular secret. Okay. Again, the narcissist will often make sure that they are going to get more source supply by revealing that secret to a particular person. Okay. So sometimes this is where, when they recruit certain people, usually as an enabler to play the dysfunctional role of a flying monkey. Let's just say again, if the narcissist reveals a certain secret to him or her nine times under 10 chances, whomever that flying monkey is, they have dark secrets too, perhaps juicier than the narcissist. And you better believe the narcissist is going to find that out before they spill the beans. Narcissists often do their homework, especially when they're going to recruit somebody as a flying monkey. Even if they have a whole team of flying monkeys, the narcissist will do his or her homework before they go to anybody to recruit him or her as a flying monkey, perhaps to hoover you back in. Another thing about that, I don't know if you guys have gone through that, whereas Somebody perhaps came back later and told you something that the narcissist has said. And maybe you didn't even notice about the narcissist for a long time. Maybe you were involved with him or her for quite some time, but this you didn't know about. This is why I say sometimes the narcissist will say something to a flying monkey and it gets out, especially if the flying monkey has been discarded. Sometimes that is the so-called new supply and then they become the old supply and then you're hoovered back in. See, sometimes the new supply versus old supply, they get into a conflict, right? And they, and sometimes they'll swap places because the narcissist, again, is causing confusion to keep the third party situations on and going. Now, the reason why it can be a network of third-party situations is because a narcissist often have a lot of people, a lot of pawns in the game. So they can keep that third-party situation or the network of third-party situations going for a long period of time. So when narcissists are pitting people against one another, it is very often not an accident. The narcissist often likes to keep the drama going. That way they can continue to have the source supply. Okay. So <clears throat> just wanted to point that out, but sometimes some of you guys uh, will notice how something will get out about your narcissist and perhaps you didn't know it before, but it came by way of someone that they did recruit as a flying monkey. Okay. And sometimes that may be what comes out. You may find out that the narcissist, has recruited somebody that you thought you can trust, but they but the narcissist recruited them as a flying monkey because they that person that they recruited and you thought you can trust, they had they had some stake in the game, 
right? They had some stake. In other words, they wanted you hoovered back in for a particular reason. And now you're finding out. Some people have felt betrayed because certain people that they thought they can trust was actually working for the narcissist because they were flying monkeys. They were playing that role. Sometimes the narcissist will set this up and sit back and bask in all the glory. They want to see everybody, or you know, sometimes they want to see certain people downtrodden. All of this, again, is to tap into the energy field of everyone that's a part of the third-party situation network. Okay, the narcissist wants to be right in the middle, making sure that they're coordinating all of it. They're orchestrating all of it. Pardon me. Okay, they're orchestrating all of it. And usually this is not an accident, okay? So narcissistic personality, they often thrive on energy harvesting. Because remember, I mentioned earlier how they will plant seeds of confusion. They will plant seeds that will often hurt people later. But again, narcissists will set this up on purpose because when somebody starts to show that they're hurting, they're starting to show that they're distressed over the narcissist, this is, the, this is what the narcissist is like because they want to see everybody messed up over him or her. And when they have a network of people bidding and bargaining and fighting for their affections, oh, that's just, oh man, the narcissist is in Narkville heaven at that point. So this is very often why narcissists have a network of third-party situations that they like to keep going. Some people may wonder how the narcissist is having all this energy to get all of this done. Well, because they're tapping into the energy fields of everyone involved. So the narcissist has plenty of energy and then some to keep all of this going. Third-party situations provide narcissistic personality a covenant or escape for breaking sacred connections such as a relationship, promising trust, loyalty, and commitment. Well, that's when you may think about a marriage or an engagement or a family situation or even a business partnership. Narcissists often like to think that they can, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? They often, see, narcissists, they often like to think that they can not only affect, but infect others that they're involved with. They like to feel that kind of power. Anything that people often find sacred, the narcissist sometimes likes to think that they can just mess it all up for other people and have them in a state of either confusion, right, or depression, or have them in a state of just, you know, limbo, nothing, you know, pulling the rug out from under him neath him or her and just they're not standing on the solid ground of a good relationship. Narcissists often like to sit back and watch people go through the emotional roller coaster of all of that because they're basking all of they're tapping into the energy fields. Our energy, our emotions, pardon me, our emotions are energy emotion. So when you start to feel things, especially if you're starting to feel sadness and you're starting to feel anger, ever notice why the narcissist loves to goat you into an argument? And if they can't do that, they like to say and or do something to make you upset or to perhaps make you cry. Well, that's why, because the narcissist taps into the energy field of others. That's how they feed. Narcissist relationship 
Okay. It often has a vampiric element to it. Okay. Like an energy vampire. Energy vampires don't just come in the guise of people. They also come in the guise of things and places. Narcissists often tap into the energy of their, what, careers, okay, where they work at. They're getting money. Sometimes narcissists will tap into energy fields of other people at work, their coworkers, or if they're a supervisor, I mentioned before, they may be mistreating other people on the job. They think that they're, because you know, they're a supervisor, so they think they're God. They go overboard with that, right? They go home, and perhaps they take things out on their family. And all along, the narcissist has this network of third-party situations going. Okay, and they, they like to keep it this way. Okay, so the narcissist, sometimes they just like anything that people may find sacred, they like to bust that up. They like to... You know, sometimes a narcissist seems to have this perverted pleasure and um, just busting up anything that people in general may find sacred, such as a marriage. OK, maybe, you know, some people, they love their pets. Some of you have heard of how narcissists have threatened to um, harm, you know, some of their sources, pets. Anything that people may try, you know, may find sacred, the narcissist likes to kind of, you know, they like to walk around and think that they can just ruin it for people, right? Or they can pervert that or whatever it may be. Or if it's a good relationship that the source may have, the narcissist may be envious and jealous of that. And they may try to bust that relationship up, or they may try to make that a part of the third party situation network. What's that saying? Uh, what is it? Keep your en enemies closer, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer, something like that. Narcissists, sometimes they do that too. If they know that you are getting along with somebody, they know that you and that person love one another, they may be envious or jealous of that. And they may try to bust that up or they will go ahead and say, okay, well, they may be thinking to themselves that they will let you have that because they like to think they're going to allow you to do something, right? So they're letting you have that, right? Because they get source supply from that. Because let's just say, for instance, they know that that person that you are getting along with and you're close to, they have a secret that they know about the other person, right? And they may wait to drop that bomb later. Narcissists will often sit back and look at what everybody else is doing what everybody else has going on and they study it so they can use it later. So in a third party situation, right? Narcissists will sometimes fight another narcissist for your affections or somebody else's affections, right? Narcissists don't like to share source supply. So <laughs> narcissists will sometimes go head to head with another narcissist. And that is another Example of a third party situation and a third party situation network, right? As long as the narcissist is getting all the source supply or most of it, this is what they often like to do. They like to manipulate the situation in their favor so they can have all the source supply or they can have the mostest, right? They're doing the least, but they get the mostest. 
So it's perhaps a covert narcissist's darkest of many secrets. Okay, again, you know, narcissists, they often have secrets and sometimes they don't mind letting it get out as long as they know that they're going to end up with source supply if they allow certain things about themselves to get out. Okay, so uh, narcissists, they often will uh, try to pervert those things that people will find sacred or the source supplies finds sacred. So they may break promises. They may do all types of things to harm other people. But as long as they come out on top, they really don't care about it. So here are some examples of third party situations. Dysfunctional family headed by narcissistic personality type professional or workplace environment, romantic partnerships, friendships. Okay, so narcissists, even on the job, right? They're getting all this source supply. They have these network of third-party situations. They may be pitting one coworker against another, right? Let's just say the narcissist is a supervisor. They're, you know, they know that one, they know one coworker is working, not coworker, employer, right? They're employees, they're employers, they're co-employers, right? They, they they sit back and they see who's working the hardest for a particular promotion. So the narcissist may sit back and they want to have a little fun. So they will pit one co-worker against another. Narcissists are notorious for doing this. And all the while, let's just say they're making good money from their job. Now, I'm just painting you guys this picture because this, again, this is an example of a third party situation. On one hand, the narcissist, they're getting money from working, right? They're doing very little work because there's a, they're the supervisor, right? So, but they're getting good money and they have all of these people that they are so-called supervising. But really, at the end of the day, let's just face it, we're talking about a, a narcissist, who happens to be a supervisor, right? But they are bullies at the end of the day, or at least they act like it. They're pitting one person against the other. It's almost like a gladiator fight, right? So the narcissist sits back and they are, let's just say one coworker is a little bit more underhanded than the other. The narcissist will set up a scenario in that work environment, right? To make sure that it's a very fierce competition. Narcissists may start a rumor, right? They may say, they may tell one coworker something about the other one, call them in the office and say such and such is, you know, whatever. Some of you probably have gone through this. The office drama, right? It's very political sometimes, but the narcissist, they may pit one coworker against another and sit back and watch. And sometimes will unfairly give the promotion to the most undeserving coworker just to get a rise out of the hardest working coworker, right? It sounds unfair. It sounds, you know, pretty dirty, but we are talking about a narcissist after all. Now, this is another example of the third party situation. You have two coworkers here bidding for something that the supervisor, who's a narcissist, can give them, and that's that promotion. So sometimes a narcissistic coworker or a narcissistic supervisor will cause drama in the workplace. But we're talking about a narcissist who's a supervisor. So sometimes they will do this and then walk away as if they've done nothing. 
And then that same narcissist, they may be married. They go home and they have another third party situation. How is that? Because they're, they have a spouse at home and perhaps a nice family, but they have somebody on the side. That's another third party situation that they like to keep going. Okay. They may have a, they may have someone that they go to happy hour with a drinking buddy, right? Cause sometimes the third party situation will reveal that say a spouse who's married to a narcissist there, the spouse's competition is alcohol, not necessarily another lover could be both. But the thing I'm pointing out, guys, is that sometimes in a third party situation, the narcissist may have their old source supply and competition with the new supply. But the new supply is not necessarily a person. It may be a thing. It may be money. It may be a lover. Right. It may be a place that the narcissist likes to go and get more source supply. They may have a gambling issue. Right. So some people, when they think about the third party situations with a narcissist, they you know, most people, they think about the romantic situation. It's another lover, but that's not always the case. And sometimes these narcissistic relationships have a very vampiric element to it. It's draining. It's confusing. Okay. Tool number one, know your worth by celebrating your gifts and talents. Tool number two, be in a state of gratitude right? Two, number three, practice a combination of personal boundaries, mindfulness, and focus intention techniques. Next tool, give yourself permission to express what you've experienced within an emotionally safe environment. Let's face it. A lot of the times when we're talking about a narcissist relationship, it's not emotionally safe. The narcissist often exploits the ability or the capacity of expressing emotions. Narcissists often lack empathy, but they also, they don't lack that emotion. They, they're not very emotional. Well, they don't have to be a very emotional, but they tend to lack in that area. Okay. So emotionally, emo, being emotionally safe is a pipe dream. If you have a support base, then that more than likely is emotionally safe, especially if you have a good support base. And of course I advocate that. If you have somebody to talk to, by all means, talk to them. The narcissist is the last person to, first of all, reveal your darkest secrets, your most you know, intimate secrets. This is sad, especially if you're married or romantically involved with him or her. It's sad to say, but they're the last people that needs to know your most intimate details, right? Because they'll sit up there and they'll, they'll use it against you. Okay, but narcissists, they often will um, pit people against each other in a third party situation. They often have networks of third parties because they don't want to run out of source supply. If they lose somebody that's uh, like a primary source supply, they often, again, will go into a rage. They may even go into a depression. Okay, narcissists, they're notorious for this. Sometimes they don't, they don't seem to feel good unless they've ruined somebody's day. So this is all of this is to cause confusion, of course, because once a person starts to doubt their own mind, they doubt their own reality. 
telekinesis, right? Narcissists, they will pull a telekinesis. This is the uh, this is an attempt to alter a person's sense of time, a person's sense of reality. Sometimes the narcissistic relationship feels surreal. It feels unreal. Nothing seems to be authentic. But to somebody on the outside looking in, they may look at your situation and think that you have the best relationship in the world. But the narcissist may be emotionally bullying you to keep their secret. So they don't want to lose the biggest fish, right? They don't want to, you know, they don't want to lose those who are giving him or her the most supply. But if they do lose that person, they have others that they can tap into, you know, to get the source, but they're losing the best. The narcissist never wants to do that. So in the third party situation or having a network of third party situations, it's kind of like the narcissist is giving themselves insurance, to make sure they never run out of supply. Because when they run out of supply, the narcissist feels as if they're losing control, which is why sometimes if they lose a big fish, right, they often go into a state of depression. Sometimes you see them even more rageful. Whenever the narcissist claims narcissistic injury, most of the time they like to, they like to uh, express that with rage, unfortunately. Narcissists often like to see people downtrodden. So when they are tapping into the energy of others, they're energy harvesting. But look at everything that they're planting along the way. Some narcissists set scenarios up in a third party situation where they are caught red handed. Right. They set it up. And this is on a sometimes this is a subconsciously. They set things up. Sometimes they will confess something. Again, subconscious or unconsciously, they're not aware of it. Sometimes narcissists are very delusional, right? They, they don't think about the costs of what they're doing. They're often salivating over what they're going to get or the rewards. They don't, they lack foresight. They don't look ahead. But very often narcissists think that they're moving in silence when sometimes they're doing things that's going to get them caught up later. And this is in a third party situation. See, it's like the narcissist wants the third party situation network. They want the mostest, but they don't realize how this is going to cause them sometimes to, to, to end up losing the most because they want so much in the third party situation networks. And then they, they don't, they want all of that, but they don't realize they're playing a high stakes game. So when they end up losing everybody, with sometimes narcissists, they end up losing a lot of people. So by the time the years go by, the narcissist is reflecting on this, or they may not reflect on it. But the bottom line is this. They don't start the way, you know, they don't finish the way they start. Sometimes the narcissist, especially when they're a lot younger, they have a lot of source supply. But as they get older, they become more bitter because they're losing more people. They cannot keep up the charade. Okay. The mask begins to fall off. Narcissists are often using the shape shifting tactic to try to keep it together. But right now, I don't know about you guys, but I notice more and more narcissistic personality types, they're finding it more challenging to keep that mask on. They're finding it more challenging to pretend like they have morals 
or that they're nice or that they're agreeable, they're finding it more challenging to keep up the uh, facade or the charade. Okay. So in a third party situation, uh, narcissists will often lie, cheat, and do what they need to do, right? To keep things going. Okay. So narcissists will often keep up the charade. They will keep up the facade for as long as they can. So in a third party situation, a network of third party situations, narcissists will often do the most is, but it's very ironic that they will end up with the least. Why? Because they have many pawns in the game and they're screwing with everybody and people are getting pissed off, right? They don't want to keep on being a part of the third party situation network, whereas they're being cheated. They're being played. They're being violated in some sort of way, shape or form. So when narcissists have this network of third party situations, they're right in the middle Okay, that's where they want to be, right in the middle, where they're pulling on the energy fields of everyone involved. So the narcissist is tapping into the energy field. They can't take the energy field. They can only tap into it. Just like when you look at a glass of water with a straw in it, the narcissist comes along and they're sucking all the water out of that straw. This is how each person, you know, the glass representing each person, you know, water, Right. They're they're draining each person of the resources. Right. Of their of their livelihood. Sometimes some people have ended up in debt behind a narcissist. So narcissists often like the third party situation in a whole. And they like they love the network. Right. If one if one person or maybe say a few people end up leaving the network, the narcissist and I. That's not a big deal. I got I to gotta have all these people here, right? So the narcissist likes to keep it on and plentiful. They like to keep it active for a long period of time. So the various sources, right, or the elements of a third party situation can be from home to work to that, you know, uh, well, I'll put it, I was going to say something else. I'm going to keep it clean to that extra love, that other lover they have on the side, right? Okay. Cause sometimes it could be money. It could be, uh, substances. It could be people that narcissists, cause narcissists are overly dependent on people for the source. And it's very easy, especially when it's hurting so much, especially when the narcissist is moving on to new supply And the old supply may be very confused, wondering what's going on. Why did the narcissist suddenly leave? And they're picking up the pieces, right? The narcissist may look like they moved on to new supply, but uh -uh, they have a plan. They're going to pit the new supply against the old supply. And sometimes they'll sit back and watch how those two will swap roles, and all because the narcissist, what they planted, they planted that idea in both people, but both people will swear up and down that not only was it their own idea, but the other person influenced them to do it. For instance, you have two people who are fighting over the affections of the narcissist, right? 
Each one of those individuals sometimes will think that they're doing something in order to win the narcissist over, not having any idea that the narcissist planted that idea, neuro-linguistic programming, playing with the mind, planted that idea in their mind. They didn't, they don't, they don't even know it, but they may point at each other, right? Like rivals ready to fight and think that the other person is causing the problem, but it's the narcissist calling, causing the problem. And indirectly, I guess, calling the shots. Because neuro-linguistic programming can be used for good, but narcissists often uses it for bad. Okay, so uh, I wanted to point out how the third-party situation network often is found in a narcissist's life if a person just kind of scale back and look at it from the job to home and wherever else the narcissist may go and has, you know, several pawns in the game, right? The narcissist's worst nightmare is to run out of source supply. Okay. Well, one of their worst nightmares, right? The other one is to start behaving like they have a heart. <laughs> Narcissists often want to be in the center of a person's mind. And they often, see, they often use their mind because they lack empathy. The narcissist really doesn't know how to connect. They're not about the connection. They're about the control. Right? A lot of us who have had these narcissist relationships, we have learned this through trial and error. Okay. And narcissists, they often, they will set up the third party situation to confuse people. And they will sit back and watch people fight over him or her. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't figure out until later that it was the narcissist that planted or facilitated that whole shenanigan. They facilitate it by way of the third party situation, a network of it. Some people, you know, it is very easy to, over, I didn't always see this, but narcissists, sometimes they, they will have people that are fighting against each other, right? All for their affections. And the narcissist all along knows that they're not going to grant anybody the connection. The narcissist has made a secret vow to love no one anymore for any reason. And of course, they're not going to let everybody else know that. But all the while, when they have this network of third party situations from the job to the home front, right? Their friendships or uh, so-called friendships, right? Because narcissists tend to keep it pretty superficial. The narcissist is about the control, not the connection. That's one of my big, that's one of the, Biggest revelations I had a while ago. They're about the control, not the connection. And many times people find out later. And of course, they're upset. They're angry. They feel violated. They feel uh, cheated. And the narcissist, of course, is not going to take any responsibility for that. They will often tell someone why, if the person confronts them and say, well, why did you do this? And blah, 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 right? The narcissist, sometimes will simply say, well, I had to do it, or it's in my nature to do so, or you knew better, or something like that. They're not going to take responsibility. 
So when they have these networks of third party situations, it is often so they can buffer. See, the network of third party situations often buffers the narcissist against reality that they cannot face. And that reality is for the narcissist most of the time is that they have not connected right? They haven't connected really to anyone. And if, even if they had the chance to, and most of narcissists do, they have chance after chance to connect with others, but they often don't take those seriously. They're quite superficial in their relationships. The more volatile the relationship, the more appealing the narcissist will find it. Because again, this shields him or her or buffers him or her against reality that they don't want to face. And that rea- another reality of theirs is that they don't have what it takes to connect with anybody else. And they're not trying to learn. So it's not that they can't learn. They choose not to learn. And so when they have swindled people out of money, they have violated people in certain ways. After the narcissist has done all this, they sit back. They think it's funny. This is why people are seeing red sometimes when they're dealing with narcissists. But narcissists often find that amusing. So in the third party situation, again, after they have swindled people out of money, after they have uh, also played with people's minds, they have cheated them out of their, um, I'm going to keep it clean. They have cheated them out of their hearts, you know, uh, in the bedroom. I'll put it like that, right? People have been caught up. The narcissist sits back and they look at all that and they, Look at their mantle of conquests. They have conquered these people. In the, in the narcissist's mind, they have conquered. So in a third-party situation, especially for a covert narcissist, this can be, I mean, this is just the icing on the cake. This type of situation is the icing on the cake for a covert narcissist. If they can sit back and see that they have influenced you to give up on yourself, and give up on having good relationships or having a good life, they feel that they have won. That is just the ultimate for especially a covert narcissist. So the third-party situation, make no mistake, it serves a purpose for a narcissist. They're, they've constantly, well, not going to say constantly, a lot of the times a narcissist from one relationship to the next will contemplate or will ponder, right? It will, they will ponder over what they can afford and what they cannot afford. And I think that if we take anything away from a narcissist playbook, it's that one. What can you afford? What can you not afford? Because a narcissist is going to look at that. And before they get in one third party situation or another, they're going to contemplate that. They're going to do their homework. So if they have several people that they're getting it in with, so to speak, best believe they have done their homework on every last one of those people. And they know how to pit one against them. This is how sometimes we sit back and sometimes some of us have marveled over how the narcissist can walk into a situation, right? Everybody, just say at a party, right? Everybody's having fun. But that one person who's a narcissist walks in and they just ruin it all. (laughs) They ruin it all. But the narcissist is the only one who's loving that. Everybody else feels that bad energy. They don't like it. They, they want to get away from it. But the narcissist, no, the narcissist bask in it. They love it. Sometimes narcissists like 
negative, uh, uh, they, they like the negative attention, right? Rather than the positive one, because they cannot get the best source supply out of the positive like they can the negative. And it's very sad to me how narcissists have ruined some people's lives or they have influenced ruin. They have influenced some people's downfall. But again, in a third party situation, they're not, this is very intense because emotions are hurt. You know, emotions are raw. People are hurt. People want revenge. People, they want to know why the narcissist does what they do without remorse. But the narcissist just seems to be unmoved. They just seem to, to just skate through it all. Okay. So uh, I just wanted to share this with y'all because I know some people right now, right? They're wondering why the narcissist wants to come back into their life. Well, because the narcissist doesn't want to run out of supply. So they want to keep everybody a part of the third party situation. And it's not about anybody else to a narcissist. It's all about self. They are loyal to their false self images. And the third party situation often will help them to maintain their false self images. So in the third party situations, they often will look like a saint or they will look like a martyr or they will look like a victim who can't seem to catch a break. Or they, if the narcissist doesn't, as far as like the victim part, if they don't, if, if the narcissist does not come off as the victim, right, they're going to create victims. They're going to make sure that they hurt other people. This is often why narcissists like to see signs of distress, whereas it pertains to other people. If they pull a shenanigan, if they go to a new source, the narcissist wants to see signs that the old supply is under, uh, in, well, in distress. They're bothered by it. They can't live without the narcissist. They're looking crazy in love, this kind of thing. Narcissists, they love that. They want to see that. They bask in the drama but they never anticipate or they don't see the karma or the consequences that are sure to come. They don't see that. They often don't consider the cost of keeping these third party situations. They often salivate over the rewards of those. Okay. The third party situations, narcissists often will use those to, to shield or buffer sometimes against the consequences or they delay the consequences. They use the third party to do that, to make sure that they're not facing reality or to buffer against reality. Very often people feel the parallel reality. They're questioning, okay? And the narcissists wanna see that. They want everybody confused in a third party situation. When they pit people against each other, and I know some of you guys have seen this, they pit people against each other. And what often happens, people are confused. And sometimes they move from the confusion to being pissed off. Because if the narcissist is found out, sometimes the narcissist will set that up to be found out because they get more source supply from that. And when that person finds out, they're not confused anymore. Now, what? They're pissed off. Okay, so they're ready to get revenge, perhaps, or they want the narcissist to pay. They want answers, but the narcissist often will skate right through it. They will sometimes they will try to escape 
And if they have somebody else in a third party situation that's going to help them shield, right, from that, or they, or they may have somebody rescue them from that, well, the narcissist, once again, justice is delayed. See? And this is why some people sometimes want the narcissist's head on the platter. But some people may question, well, why does it take so long? Why does it take so long for the narcissist to, to, to pay for what they've done? Well, sometimes we just cannot answer. It's not an easy answer. Okay, but I'm going to share something with y'all that I learned a long time ago. And that is what you put out, you get back. <laughs> no, I mean, that goes for everybody. The narcissist does not believe that, though. And it's not really that they have to believe it. They lack foresight. So they don't tend to learn that one. And they just keep on. It, the laundry list gets longer and longer of their shenanigans and how perhaps they have offended others or set others up for failure, sabotaged others, refusing to come to peace with others. They don't realize that when they refuse to come to peace with others, they're bringing that on to themselves. I'll put it like this, and I'm going to go ahead and finish. Narcissists, they often betray people to be betrayed. Narcissists often lie to people only to be lied to. Narcissists often will influence people to fall from grace, okay? So they themselves will end up falling from grace, okay? So what they put out, they get back eventually. So I certainly hope there was something that I said in this live stream that will uplift your spirits and help you to continue to thrive forward, all right? Until next time, make sure you are taking care of yourself and each other. Until next time, you guys, again, take care. Mwah.